Hello and welcome to episode 19 of your parenting podcast. Almost to the big 2-0. I understand I'm was it, two weeks late, a week and a half. Uh, I don't really even have a reason. Just dealing with some stuff. A little depression, a little anxiety. A lot of lack of motivation for even doing the show. Um, I was hoping to build a little parenting community. I don't really know what the end goal was. You know, meet up at the fucking Knights of Columbus and have talks about it. It was just, uh, you know, I'm part of uh, you know, some podcasting groups on you know, Facebook and Reddit. And I remember seeing one post on, I think it was Reddit, where this uh, one guy was saying, oh, my podcast only has you know, 18 episodes or 20 episodes and I'm struggling to get above 10,000 downloads. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, I think I have a total of like 500 downloads for, you know, the episodes I have. I think it just comes down to the the endless self-promotion. And I just, I totally don't have the energy for that. To be honest, you know, social media all the time, you know, updating things and you know, putting new pictures on Instagram. I think my podcast Instagram has like one thing on it. I was even struggling with the idea of, you know, not doing the podcast anymore. It's just like, I mean, I like to be creative and have the creative out- outlet, but it's like my days are all 12 hour days. <laughs> By the time I get, you know, half hour to myself to kind of collect my thoughts, it's like I've run out of batteries. And I think eventually, because I mean, I'm, Gonna switch back to an iPhone um, here in the near future. After being an Android guy for a while, um, I had iPhones up until I want to say the four. I know I definitely had the I think the two, three, and four. But uh, you know, I've always liked Android a little better. I thought iPhones are are bad phones. Oh, I always give you know, the Apple users a bunch of shit. But everybody in my life has an iPhone, so it's just you know. And even though I have a high-end Android phone, it just doesn't seem to just communicate as well. And so I'm you know taking the uh, the plunge back into the Apple world. Maybe I can actually get you know a decent signal here and there. So that'll be nice, having a new little gadget to play with. Maybe then I'll, I'll start hosting the podcast on uh, um, like Apple Podcasts or whatever they're calling it, Apple Music. Maybe I can come up with a little more strict schedule for the podcasting. It's just, you know, with the full-time job, you know, with three kids, it's like I'm... You know, awake at quarter to seven. Yeah, you know, I'm out the door by seven thirty. You know, get grazed into the bus stop. Then I have a, a punishing hour long drive to work. And it's just, you know, sitting is still so painful. I guess this will be the podcast where I complain for half an hour. 
You like you guys only have to hear it for half an hour. You can imagine my poor wife hearing it for seven fucking years. But uh, yeah, the commute to work is is not fun. Uh, by the time I get to work, I can barely get out of the car. Um, and then you know, by the time I get home, it's you know, like today it was almost quarter after seven. So it's like five days a week. I got you know twelve hour days. And I want to come home and I still want to be, you know, present for my family and not just, you know, go fall into bed. <laughs> and I want to be able to spend time with my kids and my wife and not be, you know, a cranky dick about it. <laughs> Speaking of dicks, let's talk about circumcision. That was one of the random topics I had scribbled down for this episode. I don't really have a lead into it, so we're just going to start talking about wieners. Um, all of my kids are are circumcised. Um, I don't really have any cultural or religious reason for it. Like some, some people might. I just, you know, I've always understood it to be cleaner. Yeah, plus, uh, I don't want my kids' penises to look like Gonzo's nose. But, uh, you know, in all fairness, other cultures, I guess I really don't give a shit. You know, it's like... I try not to get into anyone else's, you know, business that way. I think a lot of people maybe can learn from my shining example. You know, if somebody asked me my opinion on it, even though you guys didn't, and I'm giving it to you, and it's like in a personal interaction, you know, what do you think about it? Then I'll say something. But if somebody is just talking about, you know, oh, I'm not going to get my child circumcised, I'm not going to jump in and be like, well, you should because blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, it's not a wiener I'm going to have to deal with. So, you know, and it wasn't really. A big discussion, you know, with me and the wife. We just kind of talked about it, and you know, she had, you know, didn't have as much experience with owning a wiener as I have. And I was just always under the impression it's like it's easier to keep clean. You know, it's just I don't know if it's because of a tradition, as in something I was just used to hearing about. Because, like I said, there wasn't like a must. It's like, oh my god, you have to do it. You know, we didn't throw a party around it. But, uh, granted, I guess if you have a girl, you don't have to worry about it. Maybe that's where, like, the ear piercing at a young age thing comes in. I don't really give a shit about that either. I mean, maybe if I had a daughter, I don't think I would personally do it. Just because I would feel weird about it. Even though it's only temporary pain, it's like, you know, I feel bad enough about giving the kids vaccines. You know, but they're gonna fucking get them, don't you worry. And then... You know, just because, you know, they're getting stuck with the needle. And then poor Isaiah, he can't even go near, you know, anytime he goes near a doctor, a nurse, or whatever, he just starts to freak the fuck out because he just associates all of them with getting needles stuck. So this poor kid, you know, is traumatized. But yeah, well, I don't want to contribute to the uh, measles epidemic that's coming back. Because I'm pretty sure that's the one that makes you sterile if you get it as a kid. No, I've done absolutely no research 
forgive me for all the noise here. I'm trying to get comfortable here on the, the guest bed so I don't wake up the kids. The other thing I was thinking about is, uh, I don't know if it's a new idea. I was trying to, you know, I was thinking about how sometimes children will react, you know, or I guess just overreact to something super teeny tiny and it's like, oh, it's no big deal. You know, it's like you have one little, you know, out of all your toys that you have, you have one toy that broke and this is the one that's breaking your heart. And I was thinking about it, and I almost I attributed it to like uh, I just called it life's experience points. And if you imagine it as you know, say you know, every year that you're alive, you get ten experience points. So you know, for me, I have you know my life's worth you know three hundred sixty experience points, and every year you level up and get ten more. And uh, you know, when something bad happens, you can lose those experience points, and it takes a while to you know build them back up. And uh, you know, like say you know something happens, I you know like my back surgery, you know, say that took off you know twenty experience points, and it's really you know affected my life in a negative way. And then like slowly, you know, you get those points back over time for doing positive things. So it's like when something comes along that's worth, you know, say something comes along that costs, you know, 20 points. Um, yeah, maybe the back surgery would be way more. Maybe for me, it'd be like 100 points because it's affected my life so much. I don't know. But it's like if something comes along that affects me at 20 points, that's something that's not going to be a big deal. But if that same thing happens to... Grayson, who only has 50 experience points, and then he loses 20. You can imagine how that would affect him a lot more because he has less of the experience overall. Is that making any sense? So maybe that's why, you know, younger people, you know, kids, teenagers, maybe that's why they become so dramatic sometimes. You know, how you should attribute it to, you know, hormones and the frigid wind of teenage rebellion. But, uh, yeah, maybe there's something more. Maybe it's just because they only have so many of these experience points. And when something comes to happen, you know, something comes along to, to take some away, it will affect you more if you had less to start out with. Yeah, maybe that's why I can, you know, ruin my son's afternoon by giving him the wrong color cup. You know, and these things obviously won't affect me in that way. And maybe it even has to do with like the type of experience points. You know, it's like the same thing that, uh, you know, might really bother somebody else, wouldn't bother me. You know, again, I've done, you know, no research on it. This is something I kind of just, you know, came up with while zoning out one day. Maybe that's something I can expand upon in the future. Um, really not sure. You, know, you can always let me know what you think. Send me an email. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Child soccer season is going to 
start again soon. So we're going to see if uh, Grayson wants to do that again. You know, if he does, cool. If not, yeah, no big deal. Yeah, I don't have it in me to, to force him, you know, but if he does it and he wants to have fun, you know, and we'll make it work. I may have to buy him some new shoes, though. These kids are growing so fast, I don't know if the ones from last year will fit him. Especially because those cleats are made to be kind of tight anyway. But uh, I remember he had fun. Um, you know, granted, it's not as rigorous with the rules, you know, as a professional soccer team. You know, it's not the World Cup we're talking about. But uh, yeah, he did have fun wearing his little soccer uniform and his little shin guards. So we'll see if he wants to, to do that again this year. Logan will probably still not be anywhere near interested at all. I mean, we had him registered last, I'm going to say last year, last season, I guess. Well, I guess it was technically last year. And uh, Logan actually played zero minutes of, of soccer. I mean, thankfully they uh, gave us our money back for, for that one when they saw that he didn't even play, you know, for a minute. See, just for some reason, I don't know why, because he's he's social on the playground. He'll run around and play with kids. You know, he's definitely the more shy of my children, but he's still, you know, he's not like a a recluse. You know, he'll go out and, and talk to kids. For some reason, just this thought of being on the team, just you know, I don't know if it just made him uncomfortable. You know, he just, but you tried to bring him to the soccer field, he would start throwing a tantrum. So we just kind of gave up on Logan. He was content to sit, and you know, we would tell him while we're on the way to go, you know, to Grayson's soccer practice. And the first thing he would say is, you know, Daddy, I'm going to sit on the bench. And it's like, no, okay. You know, as long as you're happy, you know, maybe we'll go to the playground after. So we'll see if that's something Grayson still wants to do. Um, especially now that he's got a, uh, a friend in the neighborhood, one of his classmates we discovered. He lives in our neighborhood. So that was nice. We got to go to um, this kid's birthday party on Saturday. And it was it was nice. It was nice to be at someone else's party that we didn't have to clean up at. <laughs> and just go over there and enjoy the food and watch the kids run around. So my kids are always just obsessed with with opening presents it's like anytime they see someone's birthday or Christmas it's like even if it's not theirs I think maybe it's just the act of opening the presents because I remember even last Christmas I mean we were able to really spoil the kids and and get them a lot of nice gifts I mean after they unwrapped everything so they kind of picked one or two things and went with that and kind of lost interest for the rest of the stuff so maybe I should just you know start once a month you know get them a handful of cardboard boxes and just wrap them up and put some of their own toys in there they have like a Christmas every month. I'm not really doing that shit. But maybe they just like tearing the paper. Uh, I lost my train of thought. I actually had to pause the recording as I forgot what the fuck I was talking about. Maybe it's about always being exhausted. You know, the fact that my uh, fucking back still hurts. Like, it hurts almost just as much now as it did right before the surgery. And it's just like, I keep telling everybody, 
you know, it's fine, yeah, it's fine, I'm getting better, and blah, blah, blah. It's like, because I don't want to pull them into it, you know? Because then I got to explain. It's like, no, it still really fucking hurts. They told me I got to build up scar tissue. It could be another month. I'm always going to have back pain, but it's like, you know, nothing helps. Like, even the uh, the heavy pain meds they gave me when I got home from the hospital, really, it just only helped me to fall asleep. It didn't really do anything for the pain. You know, and it's like, I, uh, I don't know if it's going to need a fusion sooner than I thought. But it's just, I don't think that's something I can go through again. Is it like really you know, negatively? You know, the, the surgery, I think, impacted my life more negatively than the back injury itself. Especially my, my mental health. Yeah, plus, you know, all that heavy meds, I don't want to end up with a, you know, fucking pill problem. You know, or a work problem, you know, if I can't do my job. You know, drive and operate heavy machinery. And it's like, because nobody wants to hear, you know, especially my bosses, you know, they don't want to hear that I'm still miserable. Yeah, but at work, you know, I stand all day, so then that does help. And then it's like, as much as I can't wait to, you know, get home to my family, I guess that's how you know that you're still in love. I get excited to come home to the wife. You know, tell her any funny stories or work drama, whatever it is. But, but it's like, I, just, I dread the drive home. Because I know I'm going to be sitting for... You know, it could be an hour and a half if there's heavy traffic, and then it's just, you know, as much as I want to just, like, fling open the door and run and take, you know, a long hot shower and go to bed, it's like, you know, I want to be with my kids because they're always excited to see me, thankfully. Maybe when they become teenagers, they'll ignore me when I come in the house. That's when I'll make sure to go in each of the rooms and irritate them. Because that's what you do as a parent. I don't know if I've mentioned on the podcast before, but uh, I told Cynthia I'm going to wait till they're, they're teenagers and they really enjoy that weekend sleep, especially that Saturday morning, that sleeping in. You know, they got no homework. They got nothing to do until the afternoon. They don't have to get up early for school. When they get that real deep sleep, I'm going to go in their room about four o'clock in the morning and just get right up next to their ear and just say, "Way." Wes, bring me some milk, change my diaper, and just wake him up for like 45 minutes. That would really fuck up their sleep. I'll say, you guys did that shit to me for two years. <laughs> then we'll all have a giggle. And they'll tell their friends I'm an asshole. It's like, what? Yeah, maybe an asshole, but you've never gone hungry. You never not have a roof. You'll always have toys and friends. Maybe not toys. Because now that's uh, you know, one thing that we're, I guess we've implemented, me and Cynthia, we, we decided to stop buying toys for Grayson. Um, unless it's his birthday or Christmas. And instead, we have him do things to earn money. And real money, not Monopoly money. But we have him do things to earn money so he can buy his own toys. 
And because uh, at first he's like, now his big thing is he's into Pokemon. And uh, which is fine. I mean, there's plenty of merch. You know, so it's easy for birthdays and Christmas, but it's like he wants all these toys. And it's like, even like the, the two packs of these little toys, it's like $13. You know, there's 400 of these fucking Pokemon. Now I'm going to have to sell the house to afford this kid's happy. But, uh, so now, I mean, he gets, he seems to enjoy this part of it. Because he'll help, he'll help me put away, you know, some dishes and, you know, do some laundry. And maybe, you know, clean his room an extra time. You know, if one of the other boys goes in there and messes it up. You know, we'll give him, you know, a few dollars here and there. And if he gets, uh, he gets these, um, like smiley faces every day in school. It's kind of like a, you know, color-coded, you know, like the terrorist threat from the government. And as, as long as he gets, you know, the good, you know, the top two colors, you know, meaning he was, you know, almost as perfect as you can be. Because he's generally a good kid, but he does like to talk. Almost like his old man. But uh, you know, if he does good all week, we'll give him you know a couple of bucks at the end of the week. And after about a month, he can usually accumulate enough to, you know, get a toy. And he just, uh, you know, he likes because usually he has an idea of what he wants. He's like, okay, I want this kind of toy. It costs you know around this much money. So then he'll kind of work towards saving towards that little thing. So I feel like okay, now we're being great parents. We're teaching him economics. We're teaching him responsibility, and he's helping out with the chores. It's like, you know, a triple win right there. And for all I know, it'll turn him into a fucking hustler. You know, as he gets older. Then... Who knows? Right now, it seems to be working. Um, I know Logan is... Uh, Logan will still do more stuff for just because I mean, he doesn't get to go to school yet. You know, we're hoping that in the fall, he'll get him into pre-K. Because I think, I think that he'll really love. He made those first couple of days... I think he may be a little miserable. Um, I mean, I know Grayson, the whole summer before he went to pre-K, he just, he couldn't wait. <laughs> he was, you know, counting down the days till he can start school. And even though he grumbles at me every morning when I wake him up, once he's out of bed, you know, he's usually, you know, happy about school. But with Logan seems like he's a little more, you know, he's always been, you know, the more emotional of the two, of the two older boys. You know, Isaiah's still kind of a wild card. So I think Logan's going to be the one that, uh, you know, maybe be real sad the first day or two of school. But who knows? Maybe he'll surprise us and just be like, see you later, and that'll be it. And then I'll be the one, you know, saying, I'm not crying, you're crying. He's, uh... You know, I feel like I'm, I'm falling behind on reading to them, too. i got to start reading to them more before bed. I just have to, even if it means they go to bed a few minutes later, yeah, I gotta get Logan up on his, you know, Logan knows the alphabet. I mean, Grayson already reads, you know, pretty well. Um, yeah, I gotta get Logan on the ball. Not that I think he's behind, but I think I've been behind in, in teaching him. Um, and me and Cynthia both, and Cynthia's with him, you know, more than me. That's because I work so much. But, uh, yeah, I know she teaches him uh, all kinds of stuff, too, and... You know, the reading, it's like, and I get the feeling Logan's not going to be a huge reader. Um, you know, I love reading, and Grayson, you know, is a, is a big reader, too, because he's exactly my clone. 
But, uh, Logan takes more of the Cynthia. Cynthia's not much of a reader. But I do want to try to at least get him into reading. I'm not going to push it, but you know, just if anything, just to have the skill, you know, so he knows, you know, how to get through life. Which I guess is really all you want. That way you can sit back at the end of the day and be like, okay. You know, they know their letters, they know some numbers, enough to keep themselves out of jail. That's it. But yeah, that's the update so far. I know this podcast has been late. Um, I'm not even going to promise that I'm going to do one every week. It's just, like I said, the uh, the motivation is a bit lacking. Uh, I will, you know, I'll try to do one every week. That's probably the best I can give you. Uh, maybe once I, you know, get a new host for the podcast, maybe I'll learn how to do some editing software. Or maybe if I just make some life changes and, you know, organize my shit, get my poop in a group, you know, do some time management or something like that. I can devote more time to it, making it a little better quality. Because I have heard a few complaints about the sound quality. Because basically I'm just laying on the guest bed talking into my phone. Which is pretty much to myself. But uh, this is going to be a few minutes short this week. Because it's already about 9.30, which is about half hour past my bedtime. Because I'm an old man. Then as soon as I hit the end record button... I'm going to let out a fart so long and loud I'll be screaming a victory by the end of it. Uh, probably talk to you next week. Who knows?